In today's show, we've got news about new magic is in store at the Orlando International Airport. And I've seen it. It's pretty amazing. A great big beautiful Tomorrowland entrance is coming to Disneyland. Mickey's Pantry becomes the Spice and Tea Exchange at Disney Springs. We've got news about meetups, trivia, and so much more all in today's Disney Parks, a podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. And get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. All right, everybody. How you doing tonight, T? Very good. Very good. Very, very good. Very good. I'll tell you, the, uh, the, uh, the weekend was busy. It was fun for me. Yes. Uh, I didn't do a lot of Disney stuff. I was in uh, Ohio. I was all over the place. Uh, yeah, I saw, man. You're all over the place. Just working it. <laughs> I was like, Disney it. on rice. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I got nothing. I got nothing for that. Uh, all right, let's definitely tell everybody about our uh, show sponsor. Sure. And then we'll hear all about Frozen 2. Ooh. Electric Boogaloo. Uh, today's show is sponsored, as always, by our good friends over at Destinations to Travel. It doesn't matter whether you're planning a family vacation, a romantic getaway, a destination wedding, <gasps> a cruise, a European adventure, or any type of travel, Disney or not. Let Destinations to Travel be your guide for your dream vacation. Uh, you can book uh, a trip with Destinations to Travel now in January 2020 for your uh, travel anytime in 2020, and you have an opportunity to win a four-piece Mickey Mouse luggage set provided by American Tourister. Uh, well, I'm sorry, by American Tourister, not provided by. Uh, it includes wheeled upright duffel, backpack, and Tony's favorite, the cinch sack. Uh, once we confirm travel and booking with the destinations of travel, we will let the winners know. That's amazing in and of itself, but if you'd like to save time, save money, save frustration, you definitely want to get in touch with our friends over at Destinations to Travel. How do you do that? You go to DisneyParksPodcast.com slash the letter D, the number two, travel. You complete the form, and someone from the Destinations to Travel team will be in touch with you. Again, that's DisneyParksPodcast.com slash the letter D, the number two, travel. Very good. Very, very so good. How, was, uh, how was that Frozen 2, buddy? Yeah, so I uh, went to a preview uh Tuesday, last Tuesday, last Tuesday, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, we saw it in an IMAX theater, which was uh, good. Ooh, yeah, wow. So it was it was large, larger than life. That's. Uh, I still believe the movie is not <laughs> for adult men. <laughs> we are not the target audience of this movie. We're not. We are not the target audience of this movie. Uh, here's just my two cents. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. I don't want to ruin it because you're all going to go see it anyway. Um, I felt as if that the songs were written and then they tried to write a story to fit around the songs because they felt very forced to me that they, you know, in the first movie, they were in very natural places, uh, in the story. But here is like, I felt like they were forcing this song to make it fit into the storyline. Uh, and that's just my opinion. Now, it looks like the best animation you've ever seen in your entire life. Wow. There's a, a water scene that you're going to think that Dory was drawn with a crayon. Uh, that's how awesome uh, that animation of water looks. You're going to go, wow. Uh, and maybe it was just because this thing was on an IMAX screen that was, you know, two stories tall. Uh, but uh, look-wise, it, it, it looked fantastic. Uh, it, it's an interesting story. It's, it's a different... Uh, it's not what I expected from Frozen 2. Really? <laughs> so, yeah, so the story's a little bit different. Uh, but I, I still... Listen, the cast, I think, did a great job. I like the cast. I like, you know, everybody in the cast. Uh, it just—it's it, not for you know. It, it's meant for girls and millennials and uh, things like that. It's not meant for adult men, you know. That's my two cents. <laughs> That's the Tony two cent review. 
<laughs> it's the Tony Two Cent Review. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need to get Jay to do a, a, a no. bumper for that. <laughs> no, we don't. No. No. No, 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 no. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. Uh, I I don't know if we'll go see it. Maybe we'll just wait till it comes out on Disney Plus. That's the first time I've been able to say that. Uh, Which will be next month. Yes, <laughs> by the likes of it. Uh, so yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, I guess you know there's nothing else we can do but get into the news. And now Disney Parks Podcast News. Well, my friends, there's a new magic in store at the Orlando International Airport. Uh, the Disney Retail Store at uh, MCO uh, reopened today after uh, reopens, I should say, after a transformative refurbishment. Now named Magic of Disney, the store is located on the east side of the airport and is the ideal spot to grab a magic band and a pair of ears. Why would you grab a magic band if you're anyway? If you're uh, going the, if the going wrong to way, Walt Disney World, yeah, if <laughs> yeah. you're going the wrong way, uh, or find those last-minute mementos to remember your vacation. Inside the new Magic of Disney, our Disney's helpful cast members can't wait to share some of the most popular Disney parks merchandise with you. I have a joke, but I can't use it. <laughs> Including select trending and seasonal items that you may have missed while exploring Disney. It's the perfect last stop before hopping on your plane to head home. Or mm -hmm. the perfect first stop. Uh, merchandise at the Magic of Disney Store at Orlando International Airport. While you're in Orlando Airport, be sure to uh, also snap a photo of the recently installed opportunities for photos celebrating Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is kind of cool. They've got a couple of droids out front. Mm. Uh, a, a BB-8 unit and an R2 unit. Not oh, cool. Not BB-8, but a BB unit, and then an R2 unit, not R2-D2. It's his uh, brother, BB-7? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> both certainly reimagined Magic of Disney stores complying with Disney's Magic Express and the popular minivan service would provide direct transportation to Disney resorts and hotels are great examples of Disney's continued partnership with Orlando International. Uh, Disney and the Greater Orlando Aviation Authority have worked together for years to create an exceptional arrival and departure experience for guests visiting Walt Disney Resort and the Orlando area, but not Universal. <laughs> Sorry, you can't go there. <laughs> can't, you can go anywhere you want to, but not there. <laughs> you can't get there from here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, John, it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Land uh, entrance. Shining at the end of every day. <laughs> entrance coming to Disneyland Park. As part of Project Stardust, I didn't think Project uh, Stardust was uh, supposed to last this long. I thought it was no. only for the cleanup of uh, Galaxy's yeah. Edge. They're catching up. They're catching up. I guess the work list was longer than the work. Yeah. Uh, and specifically, Disneyland Park uh, has been undergoing a number of enhancements to continue to deliver a world-class guest experience. The enhancements have ranged from overhaul beautification of the theme park to maximizing guest flow the latest of these efforts includes a new entrance for Tomorrowland. Uh, if you've been in the parks of the holiday season, you'll notice uh, work is currently underway. A new look will be completed in 2020. So this is a pretty big work order. But nice. they're sharing uh, this information with us now. Uh, so when planning, Imagineers wanted to open up the space and improve access into the land. However, it was important to maintain its overall complexion with trees and beautiful planters, as shown in the Disney Parks blog rendering. Mm -hmm. You can go see. Very yeah, nice. Check that out. It's a very mm -hmm. pretty picture. It's nice. Yeah, it's a very nice. Uh, entering Tomorrowland in a widened pathway lined with uh, elliptical planters that are filled with swirls of colorful flowers. You may recognize that these new thresholds into the future pays homage to Tomorrowland entrances of yesterday. John Hench originally designed the land with this notion of a, being a wide open space to innovate new ideas and technologies. And when they started looking at the different Tomorrowland entrances through the years, both the 1955 and the 1967 version 
or very optimistic appeal uh, which resonated with Imagineering. Mm. When the new Tomorrowland debuted in 1967, Walt Disney and his Imagineers envisioned that uh, this land as the world on the move, quote, uh, featuring a variety of futuristic vehicles zooming around and the Googie, the Googie, Googie, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. The Googie architecture that became uh, representative of the space age. Today's Imagineers are creating a space age inspired spires uh, w- that will flank the entrance. So it, it was interesting that they went back to what it used to look like. Weird, right? You know, what's old is new again. Exactly, exactly. At least they're using John Hench designs to do it. They're not yeah. just you know willy nilly. Well, let's make it look like this. You know. Yeah. So let's uh, let's do this. Yeah. Let's put this here. Yeah, let's change that and do this. <laughs> but it's also interesting that this entrance has gone through so many transformations. Too. I mean, it's just an entrance to the land. It's not the land they're changing, the entrance to the land. Right. Anyway, crazy. All right, hey, John, last week we had a trivia question. We did. Uh, we did, and it's what Mouseketeer wanted to ch- change their last name, but Walt Disney, the person, talked her out of it. Oh, I bet he talked her out of it. Oh, uh, that would be uh, one Annette Funicello. Correct a Monday. She wanted to change her name to Annette uh, Fungazicella. Annette Disney. <laughs> Annette Disney. <laughs> uh, hey, the winner is Ryan. Uh, and as Ryan would like to say around here, it's uh, it's in the mail. Mm. Or it will be this week. Mm. Uh, so this week's trivia question, John. Mm. Yes. Where did Walt mm. Disney the person mm-hmm. go to record the soundtrack for his first Mickey Mouse cartoon. He went into the Northern Territory of Ontario, uh, far away from Toronto, more, more, you know, definitely into the woods, uh, <laughs> upper hill country. There's a, a chateau recording studio up there called uh, Bear Bones, uh, no. Bear with a B-E-A-R no, recording You mean he studios. went into the unknown? Yes. <laughs> All right. If you think you know the answer to wait, this wait, question, wait, 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 wait—that wasn't right. No. If you, I mean, I've been telling people that for years, and it's been wrong. It's been wrong. If you think you know the correct answer, send it to Disney Parks Podcast at Gmail dot com, and I will tell you what we're giving away this week, which will incentivize you to send in your correct answers. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mickey's birthday—they were giving away happy birthday Mickey pins, and uh, I got one, and I only have one. I don't have many. One and I'm giving it away. Thanks. So sorry. They, I asked for two and they said no. So mm. I said, all right, give me that one. I'm gonna give it away, and right, we're, I'm giving it to you all. So yeah, yeah. Correct answer. Disney Parks Podcast right. at Gmail dot com. Is it horrible to say that I hope nobody gets it right? That way, I <laughs> I get the pin. You can I'm hope that, John. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm extending the contest. We're still giving away $20 uh, food and wine wrist bracelet. It's, yes, it can be used for anything. It's a $20 gift card. It just says food and wine on the front of it. That's all. So you can reload it. You can use it. Do whatever. Uh, I'm going to extend it to uh, Sunday. So uh, I'll post that up on uh, our Facebook page. Nice. Uh, okay, we just got done recording three shows just for our Patreon community. One of them we do live at 7 o'clock. Uh, so we do an extra magic hour show, an extra extra magic hour show, and we just launched uh, a Disney streaming service podcast, uh, which is really great. We're on our fourth episode, and I think it's just going gangbusters. Uh, we don't really have a good name for it yet, but we're working on that. But we do that because our patrons deserve it so if you want to get the extra magic hour shows both of them uh you can support what we do here for just five bucks a month if you can go in at 10 bucks a month you get all that and the uh, disney plus streaming service show and if that wasn't it you also get the rewards that come with each tier so we're giving away some amazing uh swag some really cool things that we uh that we call and put together just for our patrons 
And uh, we do that for everybody that likes to support the show. You can go to patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. You can sign up there. Uh, let us know how much you want to uh, help support us each month. That helps keep the show up and running. And we not only give you the extra magic, the extra, extra magic, but for the $10 or more level, you get the Disney Plus streaming service show. Hey, it's worth it. Try it for a month. If you don't like it, you don't have to stay with it. But at least give it a whirl. Let us know what you think. All right? Okay. That's uh, Disney Parks, uh, patreon.com slash Disney Parks, a podcast. Uh, so, Tony, how often do you go to uh, Mickey's Pantry over there at Disney Springs? Uh, I used to go a lot more than I do now, <laughs> or will in the future. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because uh, they don't sell anything except for stupid things now. <laughs> well... All right. Think that I can get at Publix for or Walmart for less. <laughs> that is accurate. Without much fanfare, the Disney Home Shop in the Marketplace area of Disney Springs, Mickey's Pantry, has changed its name to become the Spice and Tea Exchange at Walt Disney World. Uh, prior to the switch, there was a section inside Mickey's Pantry with various spices and teas, but the source changed completely inside and now features a large variety of sugar and spice, and you get the gist of the rest of it. Uh, custom blends of all sorts of loose leaf teas, spice blends, salts, and much more are available. Uh, there's also spices and teas come packaged beautifully, and the glass jars uh, that they also offer can make a lovely gift. The store has a wide variety of non-Disney items for your home as well. Uh, I will say this. I remember when they started putting spices spices and rubs in here. Yeah. It's just a really small company that was uh, was doing it, and they had lucked out and partnered with Disney. Mm. Uh, on one end, I'm really excited that that that's growing and expanding, uh, and I can't really feel too bad because I know that all the products that they had in there for Disney are just being sold in other parts of the Disney universe. So yeah. Yeah. that's great, you know. Loose leaf teas, you know, loose leaf tea at twice the price. That whole store used to be just uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, I think it was a home store. It just had uh, bed and bath items. In oh, it. So yeah. Stuff for yeah. your bedroom or stuff uh, for... And I have a boatload of stuff in my house yeah. uh, from that store. And wow. now all I can get is sugar, spice, or tea. <laughs> Which is sad. That's okay, sad. buddy. And speaking of the home stuff, uh, it was funny. Someone uh, recently bought a uh, an oven mitt. And did you know that Disney does not sell oven mitts in pairs? They sell them nope. one hand. They only sell, yep. <laughs> so what are you supposed to do with the other hand? Just burn it? Yeah. No, you're supposed <laughs> to buy another one. Yeah, no. Yeah, buy two. Mittens are sold in pairs, Disney. No, they're not mittens. <laughs> they're oven mitts. It's yeah. different. Still, they wouldn't sell you one sock, would they? Don't Disney answer might. that. Don't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Little mismatch does. That's true. <laughs> See? I'm, I'm totally wrong. All right, next story. Uh, Disney Vacation Club is uh, filing plans for a new project at the Disneyland Resort. Uh, filed this under really, I didn't think this was going to happen. Right. But apparently, uh, the Disney Vacation Club uh, filed plans last week with the city of Anaheim to build a new 12-story project at Disneyland. Oh yeah. The new uh, 280,000 square foot development would uh, displace the laundry facility and would be located near the pool and frontier tower of the Disneyland Hotel, which is probably going to block their view of the fireworks at night. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be shame on them. Uh, the 350-unit tower will match the look and theme of the existing hotel towers. Terry Schultz, Senior Vice President for Disney Vacation Club, said in a statement, We look forward to working closely with the Disneyland Resort, the city of Anaheim, and engaging neighbors on this project. Uh, I'm sure you are. Mm -hmm. uh, which will also create new jobs and spending in the community as well as generate additional revenue for the city. Disney mm. said that the decision to build the DVC Tower is not related to the canceled hotel project that was set 
uh, to be built on the west end of Disney's downtown Disney. Mm. Uh huh. Sure. Right. That's what you want. Or so they would have you believe. Right. Disney Vacation Club already has 71 whole whopping units over at Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa. Wow. Schultz added, our members tell us over and over and over and over how much they love the outstanding accommodations, value, and flexibility of Disney Vacation Club. Today, we look at the first step towards providing additional accommodations that they have been asking for at the Disneyland Resort. While no opening date has been announced, the project is expected to be completed by 2022. Yikes. That's a mm. long ways away. Lots of things can happen in Anaheim. That's right. There's a whole <laughs> lot of things that can go wrong. I mean, it could change. Yes. I mean, be different. Yeah. I mean, magic has a price. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Hey, collectors of Magic Bands, guess what? Your wallet's about to take a hit because there's new Magic Band colors set to debut at Walt Disney Resort. Yay. The, uh, okay. the Disney blog shared a look at two brand new Magic Band colors that are making their debut at Walt Disney World on November 29th. The first one is a dark gray. Hmm. Didn't they already have gray? Now they got a dark gray. Doesn't that look black in the picture? It does. I'm not. Slate would probably be what I would think. Yeah. And then next is mint green. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Does it come with chocolate chip? If it tasted like mint, that'd be great. (laughs) Uh, If you've never heard of magic bands, then you have not been listening to this show. Because it's something we bring up almost every week. Yeah. Uh, They're the all in one device that allows guests. Not uh, locals or annual pass holders uh, access to their Walt Disney World vacation plans from entering the parks to redeeming Fast Pass Plus selections, making dining reservations, connecting Disney Photo Pass photos, and much more via the My Disney Experience app. Mm. Now, the first part of that sentence makes a lot of sense, not because <laughs> the, the Magic Bands don't do anything. They do. <laughs> The RFID allows you into the parks, and right. you know everything else is controlled with with your app. So, the okay. new colors will be available for purchase wherever Magic Bands are sold throughout Walt Disney World. Nice. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, that's what we needed. Yep. Uh, hey, the president called me the other day. Uh, uh, President Trump, Trump? He, he said it was going to be huge, uh, and said that he's taking his party and going to Miami. Oh, so you know, you know what I heard? What? I heard he found out that we were doing a meetup that night, and he was like, "Those guys, those guys are great, good guys, good, good guys. I don't <laughs> want to screw up their meetup, guys. I'm going to move it to Miami." <laughs> so, since the president's moving his party, we're continuing with our party. So, December 7th at 7 p.m., we are going to do the Christmas crawl. We are starting at the Outer Rim at the Contemporary Hotel Mm -hmm. on the fourth floor right next to Chef Mickey's. Mm -hmm. You'll see us all there in some kind of Christmas shirt, I'm sure. Uh, And uh, we have to think about how we can get, maybe we can go all three, bing, 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 bing. Go back to the Contemporary and maybe take a, a boat, if it's not too late, over to the Wilderness to see the new uh, Gingerbread Log Cabin. Nice. Maybe we can do that. Yeah. So stay tuned. We'll figure it out. And then, you know, once we do, we'll let you all know. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Disneyland, the uh, Frontierland Dueling Piano Show uh, debuted. Uh, the new Dueling Piano Show in Frontierland at Disneyland Park. Uh, that was announced back in September. Finally debuted last week at the Golden Horseshoe. So they are bringing mm-hmm. some entertainment back there. That's good to see. Uh, Showdown at the Golden Horseshoe is an interactive shoe that will take uh, place several times a day. Uh, the pair of piano players will take turns playing iconic numbers from the Old West and taking requests from the audience. The current schedule has the showdown taking place at 11.30 a.m. That's pretty early for a showdown. Uh, I thought it all happened at high noon. 
3 p.m., 4 p.m., 5 p.m. each day. However, showtimes for the show are only available on the official Disneyland website through November 28th. So we don't know what's going to happen if that's probably Christmas time. Mm -hmm. They're probably not going to be doing the show now. They'll probably just turn it back into food space. Food space. Um, Yeah. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. <clears throat> so there's a carriage and wagon ride at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campgrounds that's temporarily unavailable. What are they going to do for Christmas? Uh, as reported earlier, the Tri-Circle D Ranch is being relocated to a brand new ranch that will open in the spring of 2020. As part of this closure, carriage rides and wagon rides at Disney's Fort Wilderness aren't available until it reopens. Holy mackerel. What the hell, man? During the closure, guests can still enjoy the magic of the holiday season with evening excursions on the one-horse open sleigh. Oh, okay. oh there you go. Right. This holiday, uh, holiday sleigh rides will return. Ha, ha, ha. I fool you. Yeah. Uh, at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground and depart the Meadow Trading Post every 30 minutes, whether that horse wants to or not, uh, <laughs> nightly from November 29th through December 30th. As a reminder... Pony rides remain available and have temporarily moved to the Trailblaze Corral near the entrance and reception outpost at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campy Grounds. Hmm. Right. So it's not it's not going away for the holidays, but it's you know. Well, the I guess a private carriage ride. Yeah, is what I guess they're talking yeah. about. Yeah, if you want to get in the big it's... sleigh thing with wheels, yeah. they'll take you around. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, hey, if you want to spend New Year's Eve at Disney Springs at the Edison uh, for their second annual New Year's Eve gala celebration, uh, you're in the right spot. So if you're looking for a special way to ring in 2020 at Walt Disney World, the dazzling New Year's mm. Eve gala at the Edison might be just the thing. During the celebratory event, attendees can savor tasty food, enjoy themed entertainment, and sip on crafted cocktails. They do make good cocktails there. Yeah, they do, buddy. Uh, tickets are priced at $150 per person. That's not too shabby. Uh, which uh, Plus tax and gratuity, so that's not included. Uh, included are tray past hors d'oeuvres, live action food stations. Oh, and- my God. <laughs> when they get to say carving stations, yeah. I'm done with it. Yeah, because uh, they call them action stations now, I think. That's the new buzzword. As if if they're butchering the cow in front of you. Uh, Oh, my God. That would be fun to watch. (laughs) All right, everybody, stand back. This is going to get a little bit messy. Yeah. (laughs) A wide selection of beer, wine, and premium spirits from 7.30 p.m. when the doors open until uh, the Times Square Ball in New York City drops at midnight. Uh, All right, so you're gonna sync up. Bring everybody through Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan, no talent Seacrest. <laughs> oh, oh, magic! Oh. All magic comes with the price. Yeah, He's, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, additionally, a selection of coffees, desserts, and celebratory, a celebratory uh, midnight toast to ring in the new year will be available. Guests must be 21 years of age or older, and the tickets yeah, can be purchased at. Uh, HTTPS uh, colon forward slash forward slash store dot pantina group dot com forward slash events. And there's a bunch of events. Just look for the New Year's Eve one, obviously. And yes. uh, purchase your yes. tickets. I wonder if you could purchase yes. them at the Edison. Like if you were there. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. And 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 just just to be clear, because mm. a little bit of your uh, New Jersey accent came out. Oh. It's store dot patina group okay dot com so it's p a t i n a not pantina patina pa- patina pa- so you put an n in there pa- yeah what? patana the link will be on the blog site there you go House patana pantina pantney pantney magic kingdom's early morning magic is receiving the royal treatment for hey Tony guess who guess who's turning seventy this year. 70, 70, 70, 70, 70, 70. Not me. 
<laughs> Cinderella. Woo! She's too uh, old for me now. <laughs> that can't be right. She's out of my age group. That can't be right. <laughs> it's the 70th, 70th anniversary of the... You talk, I'll Google. Yeah. That can't be right. Because I'm... You're 70? I'll, Is that what I'll you're trying to say? I'll be 50 next year. So that means that Cinderella came out. Oh, I bet I'll bet that is right. So in celebration of the 70th anniversary of the release of Disney's animated version of Cinderella, Disney Early Morning Magic at Magic Kingdom is going to receive the royal treatment. Guests who reserve Disney Early Morning Magic at the Magic Kingdom between February 11th and March 3rd of 2020 can enjoy early access to the Prince Charming Regal Carousel, in addition to the other popular attractions throughout Fantasyland, such as... Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Peter Pan's Flight, Princess Fairytale Hall, It's a Small World, Mad Tea Party, and Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid. Uh, as a special added bonus, guests uh, might see some of the beloved characters from Cinderella, such as Susie Perla, Fairy Godmother, Drizella, and Anastasia, as well as Prince Charming stopping by to celebrate the momentous occasion. Special enhancements also include themed food and beverage offerings, in addition to the all-you-care-to-enjoy breakfast at Cosmic Rays. Ooh. Breakfast is available from 8 to 10, so you have a choice. You can either eat and play, or you can play, then eat, or eat or play. So there you go. Uh, Disney Early Morning Magic requires a separate reservation. As a reminder, the cost is... Wow. <laughs> I can barely say this. $89 for adults and $79 for children. Speech enabled. God bless America. <laughs> uh, and the standard theme park admission is required. Admission is limited, so it's advised to book your dates as soon as you can if you decide you want to attend. Nice. So you're going to spend uh, $110 per person to get into the parks. And then you're going to spend another ninety dollars to mm -hmm. go to this two-hour event. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So technically, Cinderella doesn't turn uh, seventy until next year, twenty twenty. So what year did she come out then? Nineteen fifty. Nineteen fifty. Yep. Oh. I guess so. Yep. Well, yeah. She's close. <laughs> you know, Disney, they got to celebrate for a couple years. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Hey, Disney has a special on tickets again uh, this year. And uh, if you are coming down, I highly recommend that you get one of these. This is called the Four Park Magic Ticket. Uh, and it's back at Walt Disney World this year. No announcement of Disneyland yet. Uh, but I'm sure it'll just follow suit like it did last year. All right. To bring back the Four Park Ticket. Uh, the ticket is a great option for guests who are not staying at a Walt Disney World Resort uh, hotel. <clears throat> as it cannot be purchased as part of a package. So if you stay off-site at your timeshare, this is a great deal for you. So beginning on November 19th, you can start your purchase of the four-day ticket at Walt Disney World. Tickets from $89 per day plus tax. The four-park ticket includes one-day admission at the Magic Kingdom, one at Epcot, one at the Studios, and then one at the Animal Kingdom. See how that works? Four parks, one day. Okay? Yeah, they almost stole my tagline that I stole from them. <laughs> uh, for a total of four admissions over seven-day uses. So you have seven days to go to four parks. All right? I uh, can do it. The pricing is based on the first day of your visit. Remember, they a couple of years ago, they went to day-and-day -day ticketing. So you mm -hmm. pick the first day that you're going to use it, and that will become your price. So if you're smart, you'll pick cheap days. <laughs> As will everyone. As will everyone, right. Uh, guests who purchase the four-park magic ticket can also upgrade their ticket to include a one admission to one of the water parks or one admission to the spectacular new NBA mm. experience. Hey, I'd rather go to a water park. Yeah, I'd rather go to a water park in the winter. Yeah, 
you're certainly going to get more enjoyment out of a water park ticket than the NBA experience. Uh, Unless you're a huge fan of the NBA, let's put that caveat out there. You got to be a really huge fan. Uh, the four, really huge. Really huge. Uh, the four park magic ticket is available uh, and valid all the way through September 30th of 2020. So wow. you don't have to use it for just the holidays. They're giving you plenty of runway to use this plenty. ticket. That's right. <laughs> plenty of runway to land that plane. Yeah. I would highly suggest if you're interested in this and you come down and you don't stay at a Disney Resort, contact our uh, travel agents uh, over yes. at Destinations to Travel. DisneyParksPodcast.com forward slash D to travel. And they will hook you up with this great ticket offer. Right. Not to be outdone, Disneyland Resort is going to be offering additional early entry benefits for CRIMA. Hmm. Uh, it appears that Disneyland Resort will be offering additional early entry benefits during Christmas leading up to New Year's Eve. Nice. Typically, extra magic hour for hotel guests and magic morning for guests with special multi-day tickets are only offered on a set schedule and never both parks at the same day. Well, Magic Morning gives guests with special multi-day hopper tickets early entry to Disneyland Park one hour prior to scheduled opening and is typically offered Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. Hmm. Extra Magic Hour gives guests of the three resort hotels early entry to Disneyland Park one hour to schedule openings on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, plus early entry to Disney California Adventure one hour prior to scheduled opening on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. Beginning on the 24th, however, the extra magic hour will be available each day at both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. And Magic Warning will be available at Disneyland Park every day. Wow. That's nice There you that. go. Yeah. There you go, kids. Get on it. Yeah. Uh, hey, John, did you know that the Living with the Land's got a Christmas overlay? Uh, I saw a picture the other day, and I thought, that's Living with the Land. I didn't realize it had a Christmas overlay, but got a, I guess it does. It's got a Christmas overlay. Uh, so Living with the Land also extended its operating operating hours until park closed beginning November 29th. So since they have this Christmas overlay, rather than closing at 7 o'clock like they normally do, they're going to let it be there till park closed. So that was nice of them. Uh, Disney will be extending the hours of Living with the Land attraction starting November 29th. Typically, the attraction closes at 7 p.m. with select other Future World attractions and non-Extra mm-hmm. Magic Hour nights. Uh, Living uh, with the Land will generally see lower wait times as the day progresses, mm-hmm. uh, somewhat justifying the early closure. But starting November 29th, Living with the Land will close uh, with the park uh, instead of its 7 p.m. And this will happen all the way through December 31st of 2019. Yep. <clears throat> Disney has likely elected to extend the park hours as part of the push to get more guests on the attraction uh, for a new offering they're calling Living with the Land, Merry and Bright Nights. Hey. Hey, we named it. You got to come now. <laughs> How can we charge more for it? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, during the Epcot Festival of the Holidays, uh, they will have more on that offering in a bit. But, uh, but, but. So that's it. So all the way through December 31st, you can go uh, check it out. Nice. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, it looks really cool. I, I love how they can put overlays to some attractions and not on others. Yeah. Well, over at the Magic Kingdom, uh, something I found out only for the Christmas party is the Speedway has these Christmas things, but they don't light them up until the Christmas party. Only on Christmas party nights, I should say. And then no. Monsters, Inc. has got a Christmas show that they do only during the Christmas party. Wow. There you go. Yeah. No, thanks. Uh, now, was it last week that we were talking about this? Yes, we were. Well, kids, uh, no sooner have we got done talking about the new Slap Magic Band bracelets than Walt Disney World is pulling them due to a a manufacturing defect. Oopsie. (laughs) After almost two weeks on store shelves, Disney World cast members are now pulling the new Magic Band Slap bracelets from racks due to some sort of issues with the Mickey Mouse icon pucks that come with each. 
The Magic Band slap braces were pulled from the stores at the Magic Kingdom this morning, uh, but were still on shelves at Hollywood Studios. Uh, people were informed and cast members of this, and they said that they should be gone uh, from all stores uh, property-wide by the end of the day. According to the managers, they were having problems with the RFID technology Yikes. and the Magic Band icon pluck, pucks. Whoopsie. Apparently, they were encountering issues when trying to link the new slap bracelet bands to guest accounts on My Disney Experience. Oh, God, I wonder how many people's accounts got hacked because of that. Yeah. Anyway, it's unclear if the existing four designs of the Magic Band slap bracelets will return uh, if the issues are corrected or if more designs will be released at some point. That's Disney for you. Mm. Um, that's Disney fans, man. It's like, well, we know they're broken, but if they come back, I wonder if they're going to have more designs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're crazy. Right. Yep. I love it, but we're all crazy. Exactly. We would assume the manufacturing problem could be solved, and that they will, uh, but uh, that's a huge guess at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, as as we've done here, we will keep you posted if there's any developments. Right. Is right. this a case of uh, too fast, too soon? No, this is a case of trying to make everything in a country, not in this country. Mm. <laughs> that's what that's a case of. Mm-hmm. You know? When you're not there to see the specs and how the factory works, then yeah. stuff happens. You know? Fair enough. Just my two cents. Yeah. Uh, hey, Hotel it's- New York, the Art of Marvel is opening up on June 15th, so start booking your trips now. Yeah. Uh, this is over at uh, that other park, Paris. <laughs> uh, it was just announced that the eagerly anticipated Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel, Rolls right off the tongue. Very, very short. Mm. I know. I should have uh, just called it the Stark Hotel. Yes, Stark Industries Hotel. Yes. Just call it Stark Hotel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, it's due to open its doors on June fifteenth uh, in Disneyland Paris. Uh, more, uh, more than a hotel, it's a work of art. It yes. Done, it was done with the artiste. Yes. Uh, this is formerly Disney's Hotel New York. The newly renovated hotel will combine that contemporary Manhattan style mm. okay, uh, with all the excitement and adventure of the Marvel Universe. Uh, spread from the lobby to the rooms, the hotel will boast a huge collection of over 300 pieces of Marvel artwork. Wow. They better bolt them down tight. <laughs> said walls <laughs> uh, with heroic encounters with favorite characters uh, waiting along the way back in September uh, we caught a glimpse of this uh, some amazing concept art for the resort uh, I think we even showed it on, on the, the live show here yeah um, not only are reservations now open for the hotel but an impressive yeah but an impressive Launch deal is currently an offer for guests. Up for grabs is a free plus category, what they call is a half-board dining plan alongside an exclusive limited-edition piece of artwork designed by the world-renowned Marvel artist Matt Ferguson. This usually tempting offer is running from December 14th and is valid for stays up until March 31st, 2021. And can be booked uh, on the Disneyland Paris website. Or I would tell you to contact our travel agents one more time yep. <laughs> at Destination. Now you got two things to talk to them about. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. No so kidding. Get on the horn. Get on the horn. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just looking up some of the artwork from Matt Ferguson. And? He's, he has some nice stuff here. Uh, He's good at his real, job. Real. He's great at his job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, I spent a lot of time in this resort when we were at when it we were at Disneyland Paris. Mm. Uh, mainly, I spent a lot of time in the lounge because uh, it was uh, it was a great place to get a a quiet glass of wine. Mainly, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited. To, I would love to be able to go back and, and see how they've changed it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Walt Disney Imagineering has made some organizational changes in the details of new creative leads. Uh, have uh, come out at the theme parks. Mm. Uh, Walt Disney Imagineering is making a series of changes to its organizational structure 
over the next coming months to meet the ever-growing responsibilities that the group has over theme parks, resorts, cruise ships, Disney merchandise, books, and games. Uh, Kareem Daniel, who previously worked as Executive Vice President of Global Business Operations at Walt Disney Imagineering, has been promoted to a new role of President, WDI Business Operations, Product Creation, Games, and Publishing. He will continue to report to Bob Weiss, President of Walt Disney Imagineering. Excuse me. A new role is being created for Walt Disney Imagineering Parks Design and Delivery, reporting to Bob Weiss and Kareem Daniel. The new leadership position, which is to be filled, will focus purely on the parks, resorts, and cruise ships. At the theme parks, Zach Ridley is the site portfolio executive for Walt Disney World, the WDI representative for that resort. There within WDI at Walt Disney's I'm trying I'm reading too fast, hang on. There within WDI at Walt Disney World, Chris Beatty becomes the WDI Park Creative Executive for both Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. Hmm. Joe Rohde remains WDI Park Creative Executive for Disney's Animal Kingdom and Zach Ridley with Tom Fitzgerald head up lead the leads for Epcot. Hmm. At Disneyland, Jeanette Lomboy is the WDI Site Portfolio Executive with Scott Throwbridge, the WDI Park Creative Executive for both Disneyland and Disney California Venture. I've met Scott. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, with a name like Throwbridge, how could you forget him? Oh, yeah. Although, although taking on a new role at Disneyland, Scott continues as creative lead for the Star Wars projects. Overseas... Daniel Zhu is the WDI Park creative for Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. Luke Mignard, uh, Luke Mayrand for Hong Kong Disneyland, right. Nancy Ceruto for Shanghai Disneyland, and Tom Fitzgerald for both parks in Paris. Tom's a busy boy. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, 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 WDI, if you're looking for somebody, I, uh, I, I can use a job. <laughs> Tony is uh Tony is uh, I could certainly be uh created for the Walt Disney Imaginary Park and Design uh delivery. I don't yeah. mind reporting to Bob and Kareem. I think Tony I... is uh <laughs> Tony is single and ready to mingle. And willing to work for WDI. <laughs> uh so if I could go back to the uh to the uh uh the story about Matt Ferguson. Mm. Uh he has a Guardians of the Galaxy. That oh. is uh, is uh, my desktop la- oh, really? uh, thing. It, yeah, it looks like the old Star Wars. Oh wow, cool. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, had to go back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting that they they keep uh, shuffling this deck slightly. Not a complete <laughs> shuffle, but uh, just hey, I think they do this to mix things up. You know, not have the same except for Joe, not have the same right. person keep doing the same thing at the same park. And getting the same results, and I think they move some people around to get new creative juices in different places, uh, except for Joe. Maybe it'd be a good idea for Joe to move. Maybe it would. I, I think it would. Throwing let's, that out there. Yeah, let somebody else try it. You know. You know. Yeah, because he's already built. You know, he's. What's he working on now? I, not fixing the Yeti. I can tell what, you that. Avatar Avatar Land Part Two. <laughs> I heard that there was a rumor there's a big enough space to add another attraction there. Yeah, should have been there to begin with, but that's just me. Maybe it's going to come when the other three movies uh, launch in 2029. 20, 20 years from now, yeah. <laughs> it's great. All right, what's And there'll next? be six hours long, not three. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, James Cameron. I'll bring my pillow and blanket. <laughs> hey, if you're looking for a Christmas gift for somebody, uh, Disney Plus subscription cards are now available at select Disney parks starting November 25th. Uh, starting on November 25th, guests will be able to purchase a 12-month subscription card at the Disney Store or select Disneyland Resort or Walt Disney World Resort retail locations. The Disney Plus or sub- <laughs> oh sorry, I wanted to play. <laughs> yeah. The Disney Plus subscription cards uh, cost sixty nine ninety nine and are available while supplies last. What does that mean? There's an endless supply of subscriptions. <laughs> mm. um, all right, so Disneyland, 
You can get them at the Disneyland Park in the Emporium. Disney's California Adventure over at Ellison Company. I love the name of that store and the store. Anyway, uh, Downtown Disney District at the World of Disney. Here in Florida, you get them at the Magic Kingdom Emporium. Uh, mm-hmm. Mouse Gears over at Epcot. Disney's Hollywood Studio at Mickey's of Hollywood. Disney's Animal Kingdom Theme Park at Discovery Trading Company. Disney Springs at the World of Disney. And Disney's Contemporary uh, Resort at Bayview Gifts. There you go. So there you go. $69.99, kids. Great. Uh, How much does that get you? What's that? A year? Uno year. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Twelve month subscription. My yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, so Disney's Riviera Resort. Uh, the menu has been revealed for the quick service location to be named Primo Piatto. Ooh. Uh, if you're going to want to gather your family and friends around for a delicious quick snack or casual meal at Primo Piatto, the quick service location at Disney's new Riviera Resort. Uh, whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, the wide selection of breakfast sandwiches, lunch wraps, salads, beer, wine, desserts, and more will leave everyone feeling satisfied and energized. Let's look at the dinner menu, shall we? Yes, please. Uh, you get a grilled hanger steak, which is uh, what? What is a hanger steak? It's the part of beef that hangs off the cow. Is, is it's called legitimate? the butcher's cut. Actually. Okay, there you go. That makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, they also have a roasted half chicken, and they have a crispy chicken breast cutlet, hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. Also for dinner, they have uh, hearth-baked pizza, hot and cold sandwiches, entrees, plant-based entrees, of course. salad, sides, kids' Disney check meals, kids' meals, desserts, snacks, beverages, specialty coffee, beer, wine, and cocktails, and... That is the same as the lunch menu. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. So there you go. It's uh, I I think it's going to open soon. From yeah, what I I'm hope hearing. So. Yeah, I hope yeah. so too. The, listen, the sooner the better. <laughs> I think somebody we know has uh, reservations for Topolino. Oh, do we now? Yes, we do. Hmm. Yes. Oh well. All right, John, you ready? Let's do a little headline news. Headline news. I I find this interesting because <laughs> I love the soundscape here, but I don't hear music, so I'm unclear where this is happening. Uh, but John Williams, and I'm very glad he did, uh, received the Grammy nomination for Star Wars Galaxy Galaxy's Edge theme. That is, uh, it's crazy. So, so when, when, since when does this have a song or a theme? <laughs> yeah, that I haven't heard. And and, and what's he? I mean, are, I have a suspicion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a suspicion because he is getting up there in years. Mm. So it's just a I, let's give him an award. He's pretty old. <laughs> uh, but it's in the best instrumental composition category. Oh, okay. So it's probably just. Background theming. It's it's music. I mean, yeah. it's there are there is music. Like when you, I think there's music when you when you're in the uh, on the ride. Mm. You yeah, know? I don't yeah. know. I don't know what's going to be like in the uh, the other ride because I haven't yeah. ridden it yet. Yeah. But so, all right, let's talk about the other ride. So that's opening literally next week, the fifth. I, I don't see pass all the preview happening or cast member preview happening. Uh, I have also seen on the internets that they delivered a uh, subwoofer, and it was literally a tractor trailer long. Ooh, yeah! And it's sitting out front, and they covered it with like this brick thing, so it would kind of blend into the the background. But uh, yeah, so that's nice. gonna be interesting. All right, next up, uh, Minnie Mouse Ears by Coach are available at the Disney Parks now if you're interested in getting these, uh, you know, multi-million dollar ears from these high-end peoples. 
Uh, a rare collection of Disneyland and Walt Disney World memorabilia is being auctioned again on December 7th uh, over at the Van Eaton Gallery. And right now, I think it's open to the public. You can go and see all this stuff. Oh, wow. And, and one of them, one of the items, which is going to fetch a boatload of money, is an original prospectus for Disneyland. <gasps> really? With... John Hench drawings in it. Oh my God! It is going for they're saying over a hundred thousand dollars. Can someone please buy that for me? <laughs> We're looking for Christmas gifts. <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, uh, go, go check out Van Eaton Gallery, uh, VanEatonGallery dot com or VanEaton dot com. I'm not sure which one is, uh, and it is open to the public. If you are in California, go check out all the things that they're uh, selling. Uh, advanced dining reservations are now open for the new brunch coming to La Salle. Remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about that brunch? Well, now reservations are open if that's something that you want to do for uh, the festival of the holidays uh, over at Epcot. Uh, the 20th anniversary gingerbread carousel debuted at Disney's uh, Beach Club Resort. And it is themed to Pizza Pan. Oh, yeah. Peter, how do we get to Neverland? <laughs> I thought you said pizza. I'm like, what, Peter, what? how do we get to Neverland? And I will tell you, <laughs> there is a brand new gingerbread log cabin at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. In the first time in forever. For the first time. And, wait. It features Humphrey the Bear. Yes. Loves me some Humphrey. You're welcome, Disney. For us bringing you back. Up. <laughs> Just keep churning out those ideas. Uh, hey, over at Disney uh, Springs, the Jacques Lindsay Hangar Bar is getting a holiday makeover. I don't know quite what that is yet, but there are pictures of it a... on Facebook. Oh yeah, is it? Yep. Nice. Good. It's very festive. Yeah. Very colorful. Oh, interesting. May have to swing yeah. by there. Mm. Uh, and it looks like our, uh, Space 2020 or 220 restaurant is going to be delayed a tad bit. What? Uh, according to, uh, job postings, uh, it is suggesting a February opening and not a December opening. Well, remember all those delays we heard about them trying to figure out how to keep the building from vibrating every time test track went Mm. past it? <laughs> well, apparently that delayed them a couple months, so it's wow. not now open until February. Yeah, I was hoping, I, yeah, I was gonna, I was really hoping it was gonna open by the end of the year, but uh, hey, stuff happens. Now we gotta wait. Space happens. Space happens. <laughs> so uh, I was looking at the uh, the van. Eaton Gallery yes. book, scrolling through it a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, the security badge that looks very similar to yours, mm-hmm. three to five hundred dollars. <laughs> and there's so many things there. It's like I've seen those things different places, mm. like little pieces of paper and artwork, and mm. I'm sure it's original artwork. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure know. they validated and certified. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Uh, did you see All the? Right. Prospectus? Did, I did. Yeah, did it have a price tag on it? I did not look. No. <laughs> I didn't want to look. You were scared? I was scared. Uh, all right, anything else you want to add? No. All right, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the show. For those of you who are watching live, thanks for playing along. If you're not doing anything at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday nights, you can come watch us record live and uh, be a part of the chat room. Uh, make sure that you come find us over on DisneyParksPodcast.com, as well as Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Disney Parks Podcast and a Disney Podcaster on the Twitter. Uh, make sure that you come to Patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast if you want to support the show. And make sure that you go visit our good friends over at Destinations to Travel for all your travel planning needs at DisneyParksPodcast.com slash the letter D, the number two, travel. Uh, check those guys out, and we want to thank them for being our sponsors. And uh, like we always say here, my friends, if we don't see you online, we'll see you in the parks. 
The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Disney Parks.